no mai, Heidi Mike, Tene Hotaka, welcome to the panel. RNZ National Wallace Chapman here. Today, New Zealand is officially in recession as the GDP falls for the second quarter. What does that mean for you? We explain just after four. Spending months or even years without contact with any other prisoners, what effect does that have? Are there alternatives to solitary confinement? A new report lays out the case. There is a severe lack of blood donors, so why not get paid for it, the New Zealand Initiative said today. Well, why not? We put that to the blood service this afternoon. And political phrase fillers, a piece by Farrah Hancock and Guy and Espiner looks at this. Chris Luxon is a fan of The Reality Is. Chris Hipkins likes As I've Indicated. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think the reality is... We... The reality is this is... Yeah, I mean, the reality is gone. Um, as I've indicated... Or as I've indicated. Um, look, that's not a decision for me. As I've indicated... Jacinda Ardern, she used, if I may. So what is the most annoying phrase filler for you? I'll tell you mine. With all due respect, which means you have absolutely no respect for the person. Text me at 2101. Email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Ali Moore, broadcaster, senior journalist for Stuff. Ali, kia ora, good to have you on. Kia ora, how are you? Very, very well, thank you. Very good indeed. And also with us, Scott Campbell. He's the Managing Director for Campbell Squared Communications, strategic advisory firm and a former political reporter for TV3. Scott, kia ora, good to have you. Kia ora, good afternoon. Now, you can also listen back to the panel on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, if you missed uh, yesterday's show. But look, let's start the show with some good news. How about that? Bird lovers uh, down south are a flutter upon learning that native bird numbers have soared over the past decade, according to the results of the 2022 New Zealand Garden Bird Survey. Kedidu counts they've increased by 32% in Otago, 110% in Southland. Fans of, um, well, fantails or piwakawaka, they've increased by 146% in Otago, 101% in Southland. And Tui, Canterbury, they're up by an extraordinary 266%. Goodness, what's going on? With us is survey coordinator Dr. Angela Brandt. Dr. Brandt, welcome. Thank you. Well, 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 this is some good news. And otherwise, whenever you hear uh, these sorts of uh, stories around birds, it's often the other way. What's going on in Otago and Southland? Well, it's a very good point. And actually, there could be quite a few things going on. Um, You know, we've got lots of predator-free activity happening. We have quite a bit of interest in habitat restoration. Uh, These are, of course, garden bird numbers. So it could be that people are actually, you know, doing more to plant native trees or or we have more, you know, urban green spaces being used. Uh, But also predator control plays a big part in those urban areas as well. And we know that you know, there's really active groups down here in Otago and Southland. We have predator-free Dunedin, for example, here where I live. So so there's lots of things that could be going on there. Um, it's also really a little bit about what were we starting with. So I think when you mentioned the, you know, Tui in Canterbury, you don't see too many of those in Christchurch. So oh. if we actually start seeing a few, we're going to see a really big increase. 
So for some of these, you kind of have to know as well what was the baseline you were starting Oh, I from. see. And nonetheless, yes. looking at these numbers, uh, Ali Moore, there's nothing nice than waking up in the morning, looking out the window, you've got your coffee, and uh, you hear uh, a tui or you see a native bird. It's a lovely thing, isn't it? This is fantastic news. Yeah. Um, I'm especially... Uh, loving the fact that the Kiradu numbers are up. Bird of the Year in 2018, of course. Uh, and ah. the classiest of Kiwi birds, of course, because um, this is the one that falls out of the trees after eating too much fermented fruit. That's right. <laughs> bird. Um, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant to hear. And, and um, it's not endangered, I understand, because uh, I did a little research on kiradudiscovery.org.nz, terrific website. <laughs> Shout out to them. Um, it's not endangered, but numbers have declined because, you know, humans. Um, so this is really good to hear. Yeah. Angela? Yes, that is a very good point. Um, the, the results that we show are for the more common garden birds, but even though they're common and we do see them, we know we're seeing them in lower numbers than we see historical reports, you know, flocks of kereru, like that's just, it will be great if we can get back to that, right? Gosh, yes, Scott. Yeah, it's it's um, fascinating, and, and I have to agree, uh, Wallace. I love the sound of a tui um, outside the window. Um, yeah, you can you can do a good little whistle back to the tui every now and then. Um, Angela, just a quick question: You talked about Christchurch. Um, what about other regions? Are we seeing a similar trend in other regions? And this might sound like a really silly question, but how do you know that one tui in one region is not the same one in the other, and is it being counted twice? Oh, that is such a good question, and that's part of why we have the survey protocol set up the way it is. So when you're sitting in your garden counting birds, you're counting the maximum number you see at any one time. So we are ensuring that people in their individual gardens aren't counting the same bird twice in their own survey. But, of course, someone in the neighboring garden could be counting that bird as well. So there is a little bit of that potential, which is why we look at these trends over time, but also this is a complementary survey to things like banding and actual population monitoring. So there's different things these different methods of monitoring can tell us. But it's still a good sign if we're seeing more birds because we're taking into account how many people are doing the survey, where they're located, how yeah. many, what the proportion of households in the region and so on. Yeah. I'd like to put it to the listeners. Uh, what are you seeing uh, in your garden? Because I have noticed a bit of a, uh, I live in a suburb in Auckland, Blockhouse Bay, and I've noticed a bit of an uptick in the birds I'm seeing. And I'm wondering if it's down to, uh, you mentioned that, uh, the, the grassroots communities there, Dr. Le, uh, Dr. Brand, uh, alongside the predator-free stuff, um, maybe that's just more awareness of the fact that we've got to help these uh, native species. Yes, that definitely can be playing a role. And even some of those you know, changes in weather as well and climate patterns, because we are seeing, I mean, I feel like I'm seeing more flowering things in my garden right now than oh. I might in a colder winter. And so I've been noticing a little flock of goldfinches coming in and I'm oh. hoping I, can, I get to see some of those for when I do my survey. But it, it is one of those interesting things of what you can see year to year and what you notice and when you start actually looking. But it's really helpful then to actually have all of this, you know, written down so we can look back over the years. And we've actually got some people who've been doing the survey almost since it started in 2007. And it's really fascinating to think about what's going on over that, those long time periods, even in the same 
gardens in St. Park. What do you see, anymore? Because am I right in saying you live on a, a, a bit of land, are you? Or I do live uh, on a bit of land. A lot of pheasants around here really? um, leaping out of the undergrowth and scaring my horses. Um, I, yeah. They're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. I don't know that they're uh, native, though. Um, but, no, there's t- tons of birds. We have... Um, all over the place, Very all good. over the lawn every day. Yeah. All, all on the lawn too. Yes, yeah, they come. They come right up to the fence and um, ignore the little dog who doesn't like <laughs> intruders. Um, <laughs> they're, they're quite fearless, actually. <laughs> hey, um, Angela Kiora, thanks for your time. Really interesting survey. Appreciate it. Uh, that is the survey coordinator, Dr. Angela Brandt. Uh, what are the most annoying phrases for you? Phrase fillers, uh, they call it. We're talking about this. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This one here. Someone's uh, texted, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I agree. Keep those texts coming, 2101. All right. Time for I've Been Thinking. Ellie, take it away. Okay, so I've been thinking about how the internet and social media, which well, social media I tend to dip in and out of today because Twitter is an absolute trash fire. Um, and and also the smart systems, you know, your phone, your television, if it's a smart TV, uh, are starting to really creep me out. Um, and I have very several very unscientific examples. I'll give you one. Uh, you know I'm, uh, I am a fan of pub quiz. I go every week. Right. So last pub quiz, um, and bear with me because this sounds a bit weird, uh, I got the bonus baffler. I managed to, to guess it on the first question, the first hint, and the answer was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It would be too long a story, Wallace, to explain why that was the answer. But... <laughs> The next day, the very next day, my social media feed started to be filled with Indiana Jones memes. Now, this may be because I think there's a new Indiana Jones movie coming out, but that doesn't explain why my Instagram feed is full of ads for curly hair products. I don't have curly hair, but my partner does. And her Instagram feed is full of horse product ads. So riddle me that. Why does this happen? This, look, let's get to the bottom of this because uh, there, someone, someone will know. We might even come back to this tomorrow. because oh, somebody, is... somebody who's more tech forward than me will be listening. Uh, and be able to so they're all listening to us, thinking. aren't they? Our phone's <laughs> listening to us, isn't it? Well, isn't that the thing? I know. And that's what, that's what I assume. And that's what really creeps me out. It's unusual. Let me tell you my story. So uh, I just sit um, because my wife uh, does not want a beanbag in the house. But I, dr- I think about I think about beanbags because I love beanbags. Uh, and next minute on my Instagram feed, I have ads of beanbags. I, I need to think about the beanbag, Scott, and I have these ads. What's going on? Can I think about the winning lotto numbers for, the, <laughs> for this weekend? Try <laughs> that. Doesn't work. All right. So, uh, why um, why is uh, Ali Moore's um, uh, feed clogged with uh, Indiana Jones memes? Why is my feed clogged with beanbags? Someone will know. Text me two one zero one. Scott Campbell. I've been thinking. 
Um, I've been thinking, yeah, um, it's Bowel Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, and um, as somebody who's been through um, a pretty major health scare over the last few months, um, this is a, a shout out to to help um, Bowel Cancer New Zealand in particular. Mm. It's a foundation, a charity that isn't, doesn't receive government funding, um, but it does a huge amount of work um, alongside both the patient, but also those people around them. So um, when you go through something like bowel cancer, it's, it's a lot of your whanau who are really impacted, your partners who are who are with you every day having to um, try and help you out. So um, bowel cancer um, awareness month, um, the awareness part is really, really important. Yes. It's the second highest killer um, when it comes to the cause of cancer and cancer death in the country. So um, there's, a, a, I guess, a long-held um, myth that actually bowel cancer only affects old people. It doesn't. Well, I'm, you know, early 40, so um, it's hit myself with other people as well too, being in, in their early 20s, 30s, all the way through. So um, awareness, go and check out what some of the symptoms are because it's surprising when you have a look at them. Um, and anything that's not normal is good to get checked. Kia ora, Scott. Great, uh, great thoughts there. And just that notion, eh? Just the, uh, d- just the start of it is just going to the GP and get checked, huh? If you don't, if, if something's not right, you know, and you'll know that to yourself as well too. And it's yeah. better to. I know our, our health system's under a lot of pressure, so careful not to just go when you think, oh, I've got a runny nose this afternoon, etc. But if you see some right. of the symptoms, have a look um, at bowelcancernz.org. All right, Scott Campbell, Ali Moore with me this afternoon. Keep that feedback coming. The worst phrase filler, it's just common sense. You're on the panel.